What's up, everybody? Josh and Jay back with the America is Blue podcast here to talk about the abomination uh, today. Dark times at Chelsea Football Club. This is not a great time uh, for us, and it is very difficult. Uh, I mean, I remember 2015 was pretty bad. This just feels a lot worse than that. Um, That being said, uh, the show is still structured in the way that you get the first word around here, Jay. Uh, Give us your first impressions of uh, what you had to see today. I'm going to start on a completely different note. I want, I want to give a little bit of love to Gianluca Vialli. Um, I'm going to be out as far as Chelsea is concerned. I hadn't, I had no clue that this guy was a Chelsea legend. This was before my time of fandom here, uh, where I do know him from was growing up. I mean, my grandfather forced me to watch Juventus. This is one of those names from, you know, when I was probably like 12 years old mm-hmm. that I recognized that my grandfather talked about, so to lose a legend and who ultimately ended up playing with Chelsea, having a player manager role is is a tragedy. Uh, charismatic guy, a lot of character, great player. So rest in peace on that front. Um, also, rest in peace our season. Um, we all know we suck. We all know that we're not a, a good team. We, the expectations that we should be striving for and that we have continually strived for as a top four team, as a team that can compete against the best um, and persevere against the best in a lot of cases. This is just anybody who had that feeling at any point in time this season or even prior to the season was just being foolhardy. But the, the depths that we have fallen to is shocking. And we can point fingers in a million different directions and there are a lot of recipients that deserve this, but we just have to be real. Like the team is bad. The management is bad. It's a very transitional phase for the club. Um, But what we saw out there today, we saw a bunch of players who did not care. We saw some young guys get a chance who have no leadership. Um, Again, a manager who again, I don't have a lot of faith in. Um, So this is where we're at, man. We're, uh, these are the times when you're a fan of a, of a sports club that make you earn your stripes. Cause if you give up on a team during times like this, you don't get to come back and start cheering and going crazy when times are good. So we have to grin and bear this support the team. Get it, through it. I mean, there, there's no doubt that the support has to be behind the, the, the squad, but it just seems the level of ineptitude and desire right now is at a complete low. It's, it was a JV effort. We were so second best. It was pathetic. We looked like a championship side against a, a Premier League side. Couldn't get the ball. Couldn't stay on the ball. Uh, you, you're right. We can point the finger in a ton of different directions. I don't even feel like naming names because it, it's not worth it. Everybody was bad. It, it was just a terrible team effort across the board. Grand Potter doesn't look like he has a clue right now. He, he, like, he looks bereft of ideas. We couldn't do anything. It was an extremely frustrating watch because we we just all knew that there was no shot. We haven't scored a goal against City the last four times we tried it out. The last goal that we scored against them was Kai Havertz, 1-0. And, and it's just, it's unbelievable. We can't score. We can't score. No, but that's what, that's been a problem for a long time. Our, our offensive prowess... Is non-existent. It's been non-existent. We've had to manufacture goals. Even when we've had good runs of form, 
It's not like we've built up continuity. It's like we get a random goal from Reese James coming off the wing. We get a random ball off a potential set piece. We get a random goal from somewhere else. But these guys don't know how to put it together. Maybe they get it into you know the final third. Maybe they can start to, and then everything just falls on the brakes. It's like there's like a nervous tick that goes off, and all of a sudden they forget how to play. And this has been going on for a long time. It's just the difference was is I think under Thomas Tuchel we were a bit more defensively sound, manager, I think we were right? more organized. Yeah, we were more organized. The results weren't great at the beginning of the season. Um, some of this again, there's a lot of blame to go around. Personnel has problems. Management has problems. Having you know Roman Abramovich go through what he went through and what the club went through, and not being able to have it active in well-thought-out transfer window over the course of the summer, which is your predominant transfer window. This hurt our club. Um, but, dude, this is this has been brewing. Unfortunately, we just we have a manager who's at the helm here who's not getting the best out of his players so that we can even compete at a Europa League-type level. We're playing as a lower third tier, looking like, dude, if, if something doesn't change, we could seriously be in a relegation battle. Which is fucking unheard I mean, of. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. But I mean, we dipped as low as fifteenth, uh, you know, back in back in twenty fifteen. It, it's just it's absolutely ridiculous to think about the amount of investment that we have made in the club so far. Nobody understands the injuries more than us, but nobody cares. Again, you know, this is the Premier League, and it has been ridiculous. But I'll tell you what, we really are going to have to bring in reinforcements like no January transfer window has ever seen if we're going to scrap through this. I mean, the only shot that we have of even thinking about Europe in any kind of way is seventh. We have our eyes on seventh right now. That, that, that's, that's, is, the, that's the goal. Seventh. Which frankly right now feels like a positive outcome. Um, listen, the January transfer window is not typically known as a thing that's going to transform your team. Typically we went into this, we went into this Enzo Fernandez deal. It looked like it was signed, still delivered. Apparently, we botched that. So unless we're going to go completely balls to the wall on the fee, Benfica is basically giving us the finger at this point in time. So or somebody who is a real game changer and a good piece for the future, that might be off the table. Um, you know, David Fafana, we got him on. He got a few minutes today. Uh, Badia Chile came over. I don't think these are guys that are going to no. change the complexion no. of this team. And you you, you, the January transfer window is brief. You get about a month to be able to go out there and try to find players. It's not an easy window to do efficient business. And most teams are reluctant to give away prize pieces in the middle of their no season. Doubt. So I, I, I don't see the options there. Honestly, I think you need to, in my humble opinion, and I can't put all the blame on Grandpa. Very humble. He, need, he needs to go. He needs to go. He's not the guy. He's never going to be the guy. He's not that alpha dog. He doesn't have the personality, the charisma. He has nothing to offer here. Cut your losses, which we may not be able to do given the contract we gave him. We'll be sucking wind on that bitch for a real long time. But get rid of him. Get somebody in here who can just galvanize the troops, do something for the end of the season, and then go back to the drawing board and reassess. That's what we need to do. I don't think we're going to do it. I mean, the, I, I'm, I'm waiting for us to not play European football next year. I'm actually I'm starting to brace for that, uh, where we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about FA Cup and every Premier League match is gonna be amplified to a level that we have not seen and, or felt in quite some time. 
you know, we've been at, in the top four, what was it, like 18 out of the last 20 years or something like that. And uh, it's absolutely ridiculous to to think about that not being a possibility. And uh, again, t- j- just today, the way that we looked so pathetic, just absolutely lethargic, no nothing, no juice. I, I mean, it was just the most embarrassing performance I could ever have imagined. And quite frankly, it was exactly what I expected. When I looked down at the team sheet, I said, oh, wow, we've actually, we're putting a strong team team together. If we don't make it through the first 10 minutes, we're absolutely cooked. And they absolutely cooked us at home. They blazed right through us. I did not understand. We've been calling for a youth movement here, and I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. I did not feel good about this kid Humphreys getting his first real time against City in a back line. And not with Tiago Silva, with Koulibaly, who hasn't been really great. Um, maybe, I don't know if he has, I haven't really seen him out there be like kind of the leader on the back line who could be able to, you know, shepherd a young guy next to him and give him appropriate direction. We looked lost back there. I hated that move. I have no problem with Lewis Hall getting some time. Uh, I have no problem with some of the younger guys getting on later in the game. Give them a run out. The game was already over. Who cares? But starting Humphreys in this tie, that's a give up move. So, like, it's these type of decisions. These things reverberate throughout the mentality of the team. And this guy's been doing this from the second he got here. It's like, okay, we're going to throw you a wing back. We're going to go three in the back. We're going to play this formation. We're going to completely change this up. I'm telling you, he lost this team within the first couple of weeks that he was here. And everybody has been begging to give him time. The pundits have been saying, oh, no, this is an unfair beat. You know, the players are bad. Chelsea's been kind of wonky for a while now. We need to give him time, trust the process. Now they're all flipping on him because they're like, what the fuck is this guy doing? The players are bad. There are guys who are lethargic. There are guys who decide to go out and play one day and then not play another day. There are guys who just don't have the skill set to compete at the level that we're expecting to compete at. These are all facts. But it's his job not to wait until he gets everything that he wants included into this team and then turn it around. It's your job if you're a top-line manager to get the best out of what is here. Not disenfranchise everything that is here, but get the best out of what is here, and then you can go ahead and you can start adding your pieces and molding this into what you want it to be. But he doesn't do that. He does nothing. He pats guys on the back and makes everything feel like they're playing nice in the sandbox. We need somebody, you know, Ten Hag came in and said, no, I'm setting the tone for what this program is going to be. I'm setting a tone. Grand Potter's like, eh, mate, doesn't matter if you mess up. It's okay. Pat him on the butt cheek, send him on his way. It's all right. We'll get him next time, bucko. No, dude, this is not how you deal with a high-profile club with high-profile players. He is out of his depths, it seems right now. Uh, it, it It is. It's it's really, really frustrating. It's difficult to watch. I didn't like the, the, the calls on the back four at, at all. Everything was backwards. I just, you know, I had to know it was just too much dribbling. We couldn't keep the ball. Everyone's getting the ball taken off them. Too much dribbling, terrible passing, and horrible first touches. Again, the same thing we see is like the ball's popping up, and we lose that precious second, that precious moment to move the ball up the pitch, to keep the ball, to keep the cohesion. We couldn't play out of the back in the first half at all. I mean, it was a it was a horror show. I mean, it was it was so frustrating. Let me ask you this: so it's like 
that that plays into the decision. It's like you're playing two really, really, really young players in the back, two guys with not a lot of experience, and you're going up against a fine-tuned machine. You're going up against Manchester City. Even if they're B team, these guys are still excellent, excellent, excellent players. And you're expecting Koulibaly, Humphreys, Lewis Hall, and Chaloba to play out of the back. And I'm not talking about just out of the back, deep in the back. We were like skimming Uh, passes down our end line. Why would you do that? Why is that the decision? So again, it comes down to a lot of things. It's player choices, it's player effort, it's execution of just basic fundamental traits and skills in this sport that all these guys are capable of, but apparently just can never execute. And then it's the manager telling these guys to go out there and do things that make no sense. They just make no sense. And yeah, dude, this is why we're, I mean, it's almost hard to get really upset. It sucks and it sits in your stomach because you're like, man, this is not what we're about. Like the, we, we've had so much success over a period of time that we're not used to seeing this. Even when we've been bad, it hasn't really felt like this. This feels like we're just seeing everybody checking yeah. in and we're not even halfway. Through it, it, it does. It, it feels like a bottom out. It, it It's the lowest point I've had in, in my you know current experience with the, with the, with the club. I, I just, it pains me to see, us and the lack of effort, the just the lack of gamesmanship. It just we've never been this bad, and it's it's difficult to watch and just so frustrating. I, and I understand who the competition is. It's still no excuse to put out the the sort of performances that we've been putting out. The fans don't deserve it. The 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 supporters don't deserve it. And, and it's just uh, extremely frustrating. And and it, it it makes no sense to name names right now because. Everybody was bad. Plus, I'm getting news right now that Christian Pulisic is definitely out for multiple weeks uh, as a result of his injury. That's now confirmed. So, uh, hopefully, he can he can get recovered just uh, just in general because uh, he's obviously going to be making an exodus from the club. I don't see you know a way back in for him. I think that uh, tackle by John Stones was his last moment in a in a Chelsea uniform, unless uh, you know we see him towards the end of the season. Uh, that's really unfortunate, but uh, I, I don't know what else to say, man. There, there's just uh, really not a whole lot to look forward to. Um, uh, you know, we, we need to, to dedicate some time to what we think we we need, who we think we need to bring in, and and what we uh, can expect for the rest of the season. Because I have a, a feeling, unfortunately, that the tone of these is not going to be super positive for the rest of the of the year. But nonetheless. Uh, that's what you do when you bleed blue. But uh, we will get into the uh, man of the match. We got to do it. Uh, the man of the match is still brought to you uh, by All Out Fitness. And at All Out Fitness, they're empowering individuals to be their best selves. Jay, who 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 was the best version of themselves out there today on the pitch? Bet you didn't even think about it, did you, pal? I did not even select the man of the match. Neither did I. I have, I have no, I, I can't do it. This may be the first time I'm just not going to partake because none of these guys deserve it. I don't want to just give it to a random city oh, player. Just I'm going to give it to Riyad Mahrez. Riyad Mahrez, yeah, but I don't even want to do that. I don't even want to do that. I'm not playing the game today. I'm not playing the game today. No man of the match today because no one deserves it's it. Re, it's nope. Riyad Mahrez for making us look terrible, for him uh, showing what a professional left foot does. Uh, hats off to him. Uh, boy, is he good, and boy, are we not. So... 
Let me jump in before we wrap up real quick, because I've had a thought. We need to get back to the spirit of what this club is. Like the spirit, the spine, like what, like, like the DNA of Chelsea football yeah. club. Even if it's not the most ideal choice, wouldn't it be nice, again, if a guy like Lampard ends up getting sacked at Everton, or maybe we just dip down and go after a guy like John Terry. Say, you know what? Shepherd the club. Try to get these boys' heads he, right. Try, it, doesn't mean that, it does not mean that the results are going to be better. It does not mean that we're going to turn this thing around and really put together a successful season. But, dude, like continuing to meander down this track, it's going to hurt our youth players. It's going to hurt the veterans on the team that we may want to keep. It's going to hurt signings that came in who are now here and being like, oh, God, what did I just do with my career? Like to get somebody in there who can actually show who has the guts and the spine to just show these guys what it's like and somebody who's been a proven winner, I would love to see that. I would love to see it. Get rid of this dude. It's going to be a a lick your wounds type of situation for us. Uh, It's going to take a long look in the mirror. We got to get the right football people in here uh, to to make these decisions. And if Grand Potter's corpse can't make it out, so be it. We know what it's like to uh, change management and coaching styles at Chelsea Football Club. Uh, That being said, the next guy that we bring in, I really hope that he has some staying power because I am behind the continuity model and not having the volatility at the management position. But it absolutely positively has to be the right guy. The next time around, uh, we, we can't we can't keep dicking around with these choices. Um, and when we're talking about what's next, Jay, you know, sh- shame on me. I've been so sick. I didn't even get a chance to look up what we have next on the uh, slate. Thursday, January. 12th, we're going to Craven Cottage. We're going to Fulham. Uh, that's a 3 p.m. Uh, kickoff in the uh, Premier League. That's a Thursday. Uh, thank God we get a little time off to decompress and lick our wounds a little bit more because this has been an absolute abomination of a squad to look at. And maybe Graham can go back to the drawing board and figure out a couple of things and maybe give us a little bit of product. I'm not, I'm not holding my breath on that. And actually, Fulham's actually pretty damn good. So we'll see uh, We'll see what we turn out that time. Yeah. Well, don't and don't know. forget about this. They got the American duo in the back, Anthony Robinson and Tim Ream, who just got his contract renewed. They got uh, some very talented players, Mitrovic. Uh, they got some guys who can actually score goals. Um, I mean, it's going to be unbelievable. But when you, when you got a big club like Fulham going up against a little tenth place side like Chelsea uh, with the with the guys that we're running out right now, you never know. The Premier League could be a wacky, anything can happen. Anything place. can happen. Yep. Anyway. All right, everybody. Well, we definitely a hundred percent appreciate the support uh, through the tough times. Uh, thank you very much for your subscribes. Thank you very much for the likes. Thank you for the comments. We really appreciate everything. Uh, We will definitely be back with some uh, more content in the near future, talking about what the transfer window is going to look like in January, the summer and beyond. We look forward to chopping that all up with you. We'll be back for more content with Fulham as well. Have a great weekend, everybody. America is blue.